0: Let me speak broadly about Rashida Tlaib. She is a vile, disgusting, horrible, anti-American, communist, awful, <laughs> degenerate, really just... I could go on, but I was thinking, this is the number one show in late night, and right. if I said what I really believe about her, you you'd probably be canceled. So when I was in the green room, I actually wrote down what I think about her on a napkin and I thought I would just (laughs) hand it to you. (laughs) And if you read that aloud- Can I share it? If you read that aloud, I will never be on Fox again. How you doing, people? Hello, Internet. I'm Dave Rubin. This is The Rubin Report. It's September 28th, 2022. We are live streaming on Rumble YouTube and Blaze TV. Subscribe, tap the notification bell if you have not done that already. And I am seriously in the mood to be here today. I had a crazy, crazy week last week, uh, which culminated in uh, that appearance on the number one show in late night, the Greg Gutfeld program, Gutfeld exclamation point, uh, which was on Friday. And uh, as Greg noted, during the show, I was on the first episode. It was the same panel as the first episode of the show, which was less than a year ago, I think. Um, And I predicted that night on the debut episode that he would be number one in late night. I think I said within a year. He ended up doing it in about three months. I I just love Greg. And, uh, And there's just good things happening. So, oh, I should also... Uh, say uh, happy new year uh, to all you Hebrews out there, 5783. That's a long time. Uh, That's a lot of bagels and lox. Uh, And uh, my week was nutty. It was really a nutty week. We traveled across America doing all sorts of stuff. The big one that obviously uh, you guys are psyched for, and the video is coming out, I believe on Sunday, is a few days ago, I was in Los Angeles. It was the one thing that could drag me back to that crap hole, Uh, and I did Bill Maher's podcast. I think we've got an image of Bill and I. That's after a couple hours, so it was over two hours. It was supposedly the longest podcast that he has done so far. I'm told that the clips and the full thing are gonna start going out this Sunday. We did it all. We did it all. I, I'm just gonna say, I don't, I don't wanna lead too much. I don't wanna tease it too much or anything, but we sat down, we only had about a minute before we actually sat down and the cameras were rolling. Um, and we had to kind of feel each other out. Like there was a little bit of tension there. He has to figure out what to make of me. I have to figure out what to make him. Is he bringing me on to take me out? Does he think I'm trying to take him out? But it just, it was so organic. It was so good. We hit everything from comedy. Uh, There was a lot of sex talk. I'm just warning you up front. He really wanted to know about my sex life. It was that, I'm not thrilled about that. Maybe they could edit that part out, but there was just a lot. It was just a lot of everything. There was a lot of tequila. He got me to smoke weed. On, I can't say he got me to smoke weed. About halfway through, I decided to jump in on the weed. But we did everything. We did the politics thing. We talked Trump. We talked DeSantis. We talked liberals. But it wasn't all about politics. We were really trying to get to know each other. He welcomed me, invited me on uh, real time. And that's all I'll say about it for now. But it was it was just good. It was good. Trust me, and you're going to want to watch the full thing. I'll leave it at that. I've probably said too much already. Um, but it's an important piece of everything that we're doing here, that guys like Bill Maher and I can sit down and, and slog through some of the nonsense. Because if that conversation had ended after two plus hours and we were just like, ah, that was terrible, you know, we're not going to do that again, uh, I think it would be indicative of a bigger problem for America. But it was not like that. It was really, really great. And, and Phoenix can confirm I was, I was stoned after. How was I in the car? Stoned. There. What are you going to do? That's what weed will do to you. Sorry. Uh, anyway, the other big thing last week, um, I think we've got some video. We've got some video of Rumble. Rumble went public. It was awesome. Yeah! So that was me to the left there. But Rumble went public. As you guys know, I started Locals a couple of years ago. There I am in Times Square. Biggest billboard in Times Square, pretty sweet. It was it was just a spectacular moment. Uh, there's me, that's of course, Dan Bongino. You recognize Dan Bongino. Uh, Chris Pavlovsky in the white shirt is the Rumble CEO uh, and Asaf Lev, who is my brother-in-law and the founder and CEO, the co-founder and CEO of Locals. Uh, so we got to ring the bell. It, it really was just an incredible uh, day and free speech has gone public. And that's what I'm so thrilled about. Like there's a chance for a company that has free speech and an open internet embedded in its mission statement, uh, now public. And that has not happened before. (laughs) That certainly is not how it is with Facebook or Google or anything else. So we have a lot of wins to share. We're gonna be talking about some other wins uh, today because there's momentum. And that's really what the theme of today's show is. There is momentum uh, because the left is eating itself, it's exposing itself. Uh, and it's time for us to realize no, no more second place. How about, how about we start painting that better vision? How about we start executing that be- better vision? And it's happening all over the place, this, uh, this incredible upheaval in Italian politics where now a far-right fascist, according to mainstream media, is uh, gonna be prime minister. But of course, she's not really a far-right fascist. So we're gonna get into that. Uh, we're gonna get into a bunch more. Uh, and of course, by the way, I should just mention one other thing, which I'll hit on a little bit later. Uh, there is a massive hurricane uh, heading this way. So we're in Miami. At first it looked like it was gonna just go right into Southeast Florida, Miami area. Now it's going west. Uh, Looks like Tampa, Sarasota are gonna be hit the hardest, Um, but I'm gonna do my best to help as many people as possible. And I said on Twitter this morning, I'll I'll do some fundraisers once we get on the other side of this thing. And. And as I said to the guys this morning, it's like, you know, everyone this weekend was out and about. I was at Home Depot, at the supermarket. You know, you can feel it on the streets. People are taking, you know, making sure they have food and water and all that stuff. But there's like a pleasantness here to all of it, which is in such stark contrast to to where I was in California, which forget about COVID when everyone was evil and mean. It was even before that, there was always like this, people are just not that pleasant here. It was just like, yeah, there's a hurricane coming. Oh, can I help you get that rice? And uh, anyway, it's... uh, Hopefully we don't lose power, I guess, during the show. That's the main point. All right, let's talk about Moink Box and then get to it. Uh, Do you guys know that 60% of U.S. pork production comes from one company owned by the Chinese and their hogs are given something called ractopamine, which is banned in 160 countries, including China, yet you find it in your grocery aisle every day. Well, there's a better way, and I want to tell you about Moink. That's Moo plus Oink. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Moink farmers farm like our grandparents did, and as a result, Moink meat tastes like it should because the family farm does it better. The Moink difference is a difference you can taste and you can feel good knowing you're helping family farms stay financially independent too. You can choose the meat delivered in every box like ribeyes to chicken breasts to pork chops to salmon fillets and much more. Plus you can cancel any time. My personal favorite is their filet mignon. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's Bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted. And Ring Doorbell founder Jamie Siminoff jumped at the chance to invest in Moink. Plus they'll guarantee you'll say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got moinked. Keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash Rubin right now. And listeners of this show get a free filet mignon in every order for a year. That's one of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time, that is M-O-I-N-K box.com slash Ruben moinkbox.com slash Rubin. Okay, so we're going to talk about some wins today and some momentum because as you know, it, it's, it's happening. We can all feel it. Things are looking good. Not to say these people don't have tricks up their sleeve and, you know, the Nord Stream pipeline blew up and maybe they'll start World War III right before the election, but putting that aside for a moment, uh, there are good things happening. And when good things are happening to freedom-loving people, what does the machine always do? It slanders and lies about them, and then it tries to cancel and silence them. These are the tactics that have been used over and over that you guys have seen. Everyone is now seeing it. More and more people are seeing it. Well, interestingly, Russell Brand, now Russell Brand, who, of course, is a comedian and an actor, he's mostly a lefty. He's kind of going through a little bit of a red pilling process right now, but he's mostly a lefty. He's had very uh, big debates with uh, public debates with Candace Owens on all sorts of stuff. Mostly a lefty. Well, he is on YouTube where he has about six million subscribers. Uh, Today, actually at noon today, his plan was to launch his Rumble channel, his official Rumble channel. He's going there uh, exclusively. And then what happened to Russell Brand yesterday? This is so bizarre. You're not going to believe it. Better get in your seat. Uh, Well, he got a strike on his YouTube channel uh, and they forced him to delete a video. Now, I'm going to play a little portion of Russell talking about it. But what you have to understand is, The guy's been waking up politically, that's dangerous to the system, and he's moving off big tech, doubly dangerous to the system. So do you think he might have a target on his back? Here's Russell.
1: We have been officially censored by YouTube. They took down one of our videos for misinformation. But why are big media organisations not censored for misinformation in the same way? Is it because YouTube are part of the mainstream media now? Earlier this month, we did a video about the changing narratives around COVID, the pandemic and COVID treatments in which we cited information on official government websites which we misinterpreted. I'll have to be careful talking about it now so i don't want to make the same mistake that's had one of our videos pulled down and an official warning issued the good news is we're moving to rumble all of our content is up on rumble first and we'll be streaming on rumble every day
0: okay so there's a couple things going on here first off he is admitting that he made a mistake related to some covid information he's saying we translated the information uh incorrectly and he's acknowledging that and then they took the video down now this video has been up already so the fact that youtube took the video down yesterday, the day before he's about to make the move to Rumble, tells you that there is something else going on here, right? This is a little bit more like a mafia hit. Now, in his explanation there, he further goes on to say that mainstream media and now big tech, they work together so you can share all kinds of misinformation if you're on MSNBC or CNN or if you're just a mainstream swamp hack. You can lie about everything. You can get everything wrong and nothing will happen to you On any of these platforms. Uh, But, you know, if you're one of us scary fascist right wingers, or even, you know, buddy buddies with one of them, uh, you're going to be taken out. Uh, You may remember former MSNBC host, I don't think she has the show anymore, Rachel Maddow, this is less than a year ago, uh, sharing misinformation about the COVID vaccines.
1: Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated
2: person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to
3: go get more people.
0: Yes, it can use a vaccinated person as a host to go get other people. So everything she said there was wrong. There was no evidence, even when she said that back less than a year ago, there was no evidence that she was completely right about that. There wasn't enough time gone by with the vaccine, whether to see whether it was going to be 100 percent safe or not. The reason I show you that video is that video is all over YouTube. That woman uh, was a host on MSNBC. Uh, she stepped away from the show, but it wasn't because of that. They didn't fire her for sharing misinformation like that. But that video, again, is all over the place. So if you're Russell Brand and now you're doing your red pill thing or you're just not a you're not a swamp creature anymore. Right. You're just I would say he's still a lefty liberal, something like that. We're, we're going to have him on the show soon and we'll talk about it. Um, but he's waking up. So if he makes a mistake and acknowledges his mistake, he gets deleted and his channel gets a strike. And by the way, if you get two strikes on YouTube, they they disable your ability to live stream. So you can see they're going after him. This is very similar, by the way, guys, to when, uh, you remember that, remember that week about four months ago where we spent a week deciding whether Joe Rogan was a racist. And it just happened to be like two days after he had a couple experts uh, like Dr. Robert Malone on to talk about the COVID vaccines. So you see what's getting uh, what happens here. The machine tries to lie about you or cancel you. But for some reason, Rachel Maddow in that video is still up. Here is the elderly man pretending to be president. And uh, this is July of 2021, so just about a year ago. And he's uh, apparently lying too.
2: The the various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah.
0: Oh, you're not going to get COVID if you get these vaccinations. That's funny because actually this weekend the CEO of Pfizer, who is double vaxxed, quadruple boosted or something, he got COVID for the second time in the last three months. Okay, so it was not true then. It's not true now, but remember, nobody runs around calling Biden a misinformation spe- uh, specialist, or no one's trying to take out Rachel Maddow, right? So this is all about what your ethos, what your politics are, and whether you're actually getting something, uh, if you're getting something approximate to the truth, then they will take you out. Uh, then we found this one this morning, because, you know, there's this hurricane bearing down on Florida. So uh, someone found this video. This is Joe Biden last year talking about another hurricane. And what do you need to do more than anything else when a hurricane's coming? Should you get gas? Should you check if your generator's working? No. Should you get food? No, forget about the food. Water, forget that. There's something that is key to the whole operation.
2: Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, A vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated
3: if you're not vaccinated And a hurricane or a natural disaster hits.
0: I think I just got brain damage while watching that one, even though I've seen it 10 times. It is, I get it, it's from like a year ago from a different hurricane, but the level of stupidity that we allowed to seep into the system, the fact that any of us pay any attention to these people as if they're experts or care about us or anything else. Yes, you better get vaccinated as your house is being sent to Oz in the tornado. You know, you're hanging out with the Tin Man and the Scarecrow, who, by the way, they're doing a remake of Wizard of Oz and they're all going to be gay or something. That's, that's another one coming, which I thought the Scarecrow was gay. or wasn't the Tin Man. I thought they were doing it, the Tin Man and the Scarecrow. Anyway, you get the point, guys. They lie about everything. But if you're on their side, and this is what Democrat privilege is, if you're on their side, you can lie about everything. You can get everything wrong. You can you can attack your opponent's motives and all of those things. But if you're just somewhat awake, you're gonna be destroyed and censored. That's what Russell is dealing with right now. However, uh, to get this to the, where we started today, uh, he's now moving to Rumble and he'll be live every day at 12 Eastern right after this show. So that is pretty, pretty sweet. But let's continue to expose the maniacs because there are maniacs and you know if i say maniac i'm either talking about a woman of the view or justin trudeau we'll get to them in just a second uh first let's talk about real estate agents i trust you guys know that buying or selling a home is already one of the most stressful things you can do and it can be 10 times worse if you're not working with the right agent our homes are usually our biggest investment which is a ton of responsibility and you need an agent who takes that seriously That's why I recommend real estate agents I trust. They work with only the best agents in every market. They do their homework. They talk to every agent before inviting them to join their team. And here's a big one. They only work with full-time pros, no part-time or inexperienced agents. They make the intro and then follow you through the buying or selling process to make sure that you're satisfied. satisfied. The agents they work with have long track records and are the best sellers in their field. They're part of this audience. They share your values and they're almost anywhere you want to go. Head over to realestateagentsitrust.com today and provide them with some basic info. Their team will contact you to make an introduction to the preferred agent in your town. You move to Florida, you live happily ever after, even though there's a storm a Bruin. You can still move to Tampa or Sarasota after this and it's all gonna be good. Okay, so what else is going on? There are people who are being exposed and they're being exposed left and right. Thus, the people who are doing the exposing must be banned and silenced and canceled and the rest of it. Uh, Canadian prime minister, Justin Trudeau, who is a blackface expert and a former, uh, he's a, uh, wasn't he a theater teacher? He's like a theater kid or something. He wears those fancy socks. Um, well, uh, despite trying to destroy all the freedom loving people in his country and taking out the truckers and having bank accounts frozen and the draconian lockdowns that he had, uh, finally, uh, nope, no more, I guess. Apparently. Okay.
2: Every step of the way. Um, we make decisions based on what experts, what doctors, what uh, public health authorities uh, recommend us to do. Uh, And uh, there is uh, the sense that these border measures uh, were no longer um, effective or no longer justified uh, in uh, the circumstance that we're in right now.
0: You know how I often talk about how Gavin Newsom is soulless, and I really do believe that. We can get into a debate about what the the soul is and the divine spark that is in all of us. I believe that that spark, my personal belief, has something to do with the truth. There is a connection between your soul and what you communicate to the world and truth. Justin Trudeau, like Gavin Newsom, is soulless. He cannot say a word of truth. It is beyond his capabilities as a human being. This has nothing to do with science. It had nothing to do with experts. They didn't just magically two days ago, look at a new study and be like, okay, we can open up the country and let people who aren't vaxxed fly in and let unvaxxed fly out. It's all complete nonsense. It's that they see the worm is turning. They see now that this might cost them all their jobs and God willing, it will. All of them, every single one of them including this guy this is health minister canadian health minister jean yves duclos i believe i pronounced that right announcing the end of vaccine passports testing masking and a bunch of other stuff we are announcing that the government of canada will not renew the order in council that expires on september the 30th and will therefore remove all covid 19 border requirements for all travelers entering canada (laughs) This includes the removal of all federal testing, quarantine and isolation requirements, as well as the mandatory submission of health information in a RIFCAM. Isn't this rather extraordinary? These people who forced people out of their jobs and got rid of doctors and nurses and looked into Trucker's bank accounts and destroyed the economy of Canada and have still have just wrecked what Toronto once was and what some of the major cities, Montreal. Once were, uh, suddenly they're going, by golly, let's not do any of that stuff. Let's not force the vaccines. Let's not uh, force people to be locked in their houses and anything. Geez, gee, gee, willikers. I can't believe it. It's, it's, we're just going to flip on everything we've done. Now, are they flipping on everything they've done because they've seen the light, because they really realized they were wrong? In which case, they would all, actually, they'd all resign in shame and never be seen from again. But that certainly ain't what Justin Trudeau is going to do. Is it that, that they've realized they were wrong, or could they see the writing on the wall? Could something be happening across the world right now uh, that is going to reverse all of this? Well, I think it's the latter, and we got some major, major news out of Italy over the weekend, over the last couple of days. Uh, here's a quote from the Daily Wire. Georgia Maloney claimed victory early Monday morning and is projected to win a battle to become Italy's first female prime minister, leading her conservative party, Brothers of Italy, in the country's national elections. Okay, now, first off, she's a woman. She's a woman, I think she uses uh, women pronouns. She's a chick, boobs, the whole thing. Uh, Now, generally speaking, the lefties and the progressives and all these people, they love women, so you'd think they'd be very excited about this, but no, 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 she's scary, she's a conservative. Uh, We've got two clips of uh, Maloney uh, giving a speech about why She ran what she believes in and what she wants to do to Italy. This first one is absolutely phenomenal.
3: Potrei farne tante altre di queste domande. A Monte c'è quella che ci facciamo oggi. Perché la famiglia è un nemico? Perché la famiglia fa così paura? C'è una risposta unica per tutte queste domande: perché ci definisce, perché è la nostra identità. Perché tutto quello che ci definisce in questo tempo è un nemico. Per chi vorrebbe che non avessimo più un'identità e che che fossimo solamente schiavi, consumatori perfetti. E allora è sotto attacco l'identità nazionale, è sotto attacco l'identità religiosa, è sotto attacco l'identità di genere, è sotto attacco l'identità familiare. Non devo potermi definire italiana, cristiana, donna, madre, no. Io devo essere cittadino X, genere X, genitore 1, genitore 2, devo essere un numero. Perché quando sarò solamente un numero, quando non avrò più un'identità, quando non avrò più radici, beh, allora sarò lo schiavo perfetto in balia della grande speculazione finanziaria. Il consumatore perfetto.
0: I love it. It's so good. She's the telling the truth. You know what I'm saying. Guys, you get it? You get it? So here is a Western democracy. Now, a lot of this stuff has been happening in some of the Eastern countries in Europe, Eastern European countries, but here's a Western European democracy that has had enough of the wokeness. It has had enough of collectivism. It has had enough of people being defined by their gender or their other immutable characteristics. It, it's had enough of you saying that your kids are born boys, but they're actually girls, the assault on religion, the assault on all of our institutions. It, this is a phenomenal speech. So of course, everyone in uh, the Western media is calling her a fascist and, and even worse than that. Uh, here are, Uh, Here's a little video of her being called a fascist because, you know, she believes in the individual, which I thought was the basis of Western civilization.
2: Voters
3: in Italy tomorrow appear poised to make a hard right turn. The woman expected to become prime minister leads a party with roots in neo-fascism. The
0: hallmarks of Italian fascism like this motto God, fatherland and family. A far-right political party whose roots go back to post-World
1: War II neo-fascist.
3: Far-right political party whose roots go back to post-World War II neo-fascists.
1: Roots in Italy's post-war fascist movement. Roots in Italy 20th century neo fascist movement. Maloney herself uh, was a a hardcore neo fascist militant. Stunning because of Italy's disastrous history, the
0: last time a hard right party rose to power. The most far right government in that country
3: since Mussolini. Most right wing government since Mussolini. Since Mussolini.
0: Okay, so you guys get the game, right? We've, we've looked past, we've moved the curtain and we're looking past and it's not the all-powerful Oz, it's just some washed up old dude back there and that game is that they try to scare the hell, hell out of you until you pull that curtain back. She's far right, she's a fascist, blah, blah, blah. Well, I listened to all the speeches, I did a little research, research on her, I've talked to a couple people. What, what would that mean that she's a far-right fascist? So she's a far-right fascist. So she hates immigrants or something like that? No, she actually wants borders. We had an orange man who wanted borders and they said he was a fascist. Remember that? Um, what What is a fascist? Well, a fascist, of course, is someone who wants corporate power to be completely aligned with political power. But that's the reverse of what she was saying in that speech. What she was saying in that speech is it's up to you. It's your life. You shouldn't become just the ultimate consumer of all of the things that the monster, that the big government corporate monster wants you to be, right? Uh, What is fascism? It wields the state's political power on all private and public institutions, right? That's what it does. She's trying to separate those things. But the media is showing you the cards and the cards are she is a far right fascist. They never tell you what actually that means. It just sounds scary enough. My God, Mussolini, Hitler, somebody do something. Well, this is just a spectacular, spectacular moment. Uh, one of her political, main political rivals, he's from a lefty party in Italy. His name is Matteo Renzi. Well, he was uh, asked if she's actually a fascist and I don't think CNN liked the answer.
3: But um, personally, frankly speaking, I was against Giorgia Meloni. So I, I'm not the best friend and we grew up together in politics, but we were, we we are, and will be rival always. At the same time, I think, uh, That is not a danger for Italian democracy. Uh, She is uh, my rival, I'm rival, we will continue to uh, fight each other, but the ideas are now there is a risk uh, of fascism in Italy is absolutely a fake news. Hmm. She won election, particularly because populism a lot of times won in uh, Italy,
0: Sorry, Matteo, you ain't getting on CNN again. He is former prime minister, by the way. So this is not just some like little cabinet minister somewhere in Italy. And as he said, we grew up in politics together. I disagree with her on the fundamental issues, but she's not an extremist and she certainly isn't a fascist. But the media has no problem lying to you about everything and everyone if they don't bow to the narrative. So why are they freaking out? about her. Well, we showed you a little bit of it before, but she continued uh, defending nationalism, defending individual freedom, and the right for Italians to set what the Italian agenda is going to be.
3: E questa è la ragione per la quale, questa è la ragione per la quale oggi noi facciamo tanta paura, questa è la ragione per la quale oggi questo appuntamento fa tanta paura, perché noi non vogliamo essere dei numeri, noi siamo qui per dire che noi non siamo dei numeri, noi difenderemo il valore della persona umana di ogni singola persona umana perché ognuno di noi ha un codice genetico unico e irripetibile e questo piaccia o no Noah del Sacro lo difenderemo, difenderemo Dio la patria e la famiglia che fanno tanto schifo a qualcuno lo faremo per difendere la nostra libertà perché noi non saremo mai schiavi e semplici consumatori in balia della speculazione finanziaria ecco la nostra missione, ecco perché oggi sono venuta qui, scriveva Chesterton, ormai più di un secolo fa, vediamo se se ve lo trovo, fuochi verranno attizzati per dimostrare che due più due fa quattro. Spade verranno sguainate per dimostrare che le foglie sono verdi in estate. Quel tempo è arrivato, signori. Siamo pronti. Grazie.
0: Quoting Chesterton, defending truth, that's all it is truth. We are all individuals. We are all unique. We can come together to create a community and a country and a government to to protect our rights. And apparently Italy has had enough. But the mainstream media, this is, man, it's it's crazy because it shouldn't be this way and it's not supposed to be this way and it doesn't have to be this way. But this is what they do. So now I want to bring this back uh, to America for just a moment, because as I mentioned up top, and as, and as all of you watching know, there is a massive, massive hurricane bearing down on Florida right now. And it is very, very obvious that there is nothing that the mainstream media, that the corporate press would like more than for this hurricane to cause a massive disaster in Florida. I'm talking blackouts and deaths and all that. I really believe that. I'm not being hyperbolic when I say it. They would love for this hurricane to demolish Florida because, You already got it, yes, because it would take out Ron DeSantis or it would at least damage Ron DeSantis. DeSantis and the entire apparatus of Florida have been dealing with this thing incredibly well, incredibly well. So he gave five press conferences yesterday, five press conferences. His last one was at 11 p.m. last night um, about what's going on here, how to be prepared, what areas are going to be the worst hit, what you can do. The whole stuff, I, I've never seen a more uh, efficient and and clear and clean explanation of what to do in a natural emergency, but of course the media really, really wants to get
2: him. FEMA Administrator Criswell said today that she acknowledged concerns that Florida, as was said, lacks response to the storm so far and that- whoa, 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 whoa. give me there. a
1: break. That is nonsense. Stop politicizing, okay? Stop it we declared a state of emergency when this thing wasn't even formed. We've had people in here, you've had counties doing, uh, they've done a lot of hard work and, and honestly, you're trying to attack me, I get, but like you're attacking these other people who've worked very hard. And so, so that's just totally false. Um, I don't think we've ever, certainly since I've been governor declared a state emergency this early, uh, we made sure that we were very inclusive with it. We said that there was a lot of uncertainty and then we've worked to make sure um, the preparations that have been done and all the, the stuff you talk to the people at the counties when they've needed something stuff gets there very quickly because of what kevin and his team have done
0: perfect answer right perfect answer they want to get him the media wants to get him trust me politico msnbc washington post they already have the articles written they are they are written already and these guys these loser alcoholic pathetic pandering buffoon journalists okay air quote journalists they are waiting to click publish so that they can get what they want, which is the destruction of Ron DeSantis. It ain't gonna happen, it ain't gonna happen, and everyone here in Florida is doing the best that they can, and coming together. And on top of everything else, whether it was Gavin Newsom in California, or Ron DeSantis here in Florida, the governor cannot control the weather, and the governor cannot keep everyone safe all the time. What he can do is, or he or she can do, is do the best they can to create a functioning apparatus so the state is protected to the best ability possible. So just a perfect, absolutely perfect answer by DeSantis. And you can see how I'm linking that uh, to the Italian prime minister, because it's like, they're gonna lie about her. They're gonna lie about him. They're gonna lie about Russell Brand. They're gonna lie about you. And that's what we are fighting. So how can we expose them even further? Well, one way is to mock them and show their nonsensical racist um, diatribes for themselves. and now, we got, the, we got the warning. Yeah, there we go. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we got something from The View. Here's Sonny Austin.
2: And for Anna, um, one of my issues has always been I don't understand how a Latina woman right, who but, even
3: left from, from Nicaragua but, could be part of a of a of a party. Because when I became, when I came to this country, when I came to this country, the Republican Party was the party that stood up against communism, and that is something that is ingrained in me yeah, in the same way that being a Catholic is ingrained anymore. in you. Yeah. But listen, when Pope Benedict. Who was part and pa- parcel of covering up the pedophilia scandal in the church? Yeah. Was Pope? You still stayed in the Catholic no, Church? as you know, because I there's actually,
2: more to it. I actually stopped going to church.
1: But wait, that I is actually, not. Listen, all of this has nothing to do with the question.
0: <laughs> Don't even ask what the question was. It doesn't even matter, honestly. But do you see what they do? Sonny Hassan, who is, she is a racist and an idiot. I mean, she is truly the worst person on on network television. There's so many of them. But Sonny really is number one. And she's like racing away with it. You know what I mean? There used to be a horse race. Is it like, is it Stelter? Is it Don Lemon? Is it, you know, but Sonny is just, bam, she's lapping these people in the most bigoted moron on on television. Um, To turn to a Latina woman and say, you are not in command of your mind. You are, you must vote the way that I want you to vote. In and of itself is racist. If you think that all black people must vote a certain way or all gay people must vote a certain way and they must think the way you think they must think, you are the racist, you are the bigot. That is the summation of what the left has at the moment. And it's also interesting because uh, Anna Navarro uh, she, I, I don't know that she considers herself a Republican anymore. I mean, basically she's a progressive, right? So it, it's all lefties on that show. And then they've got Alison Farah, this fake conservative something, right? But she, her main gig, what got her popular and what put her on the view was that she worked for Marco Rubio. Marco Rubio, whose parents came from Cuba. And Marco's been on the show and he's described the the scene growing up of his parents working in kitchens praying that they could get a little bit of a better life from what they fled. And now their son is a freaking senator and former presidential candidate. They know what they fled. And it's interesting. She also says, well, I'm a Republican because Republicans were against communism. Democrats basically are communists at this point. I, I think you could argue. I don't want to make a big deal about it, but I think you could argue that Democrats are basically fascists at this point. I don't want to play their game, but they love the combination of of corporation and political power. Oh, you get jabbed because the government told the corporation to do it, right? That's anti-individual. All right, I I won't play their games to the extent that that they play them. But watching them eat themselves alive is just spectacular. We've got a little more from The View. Can you put the warning up again? We must warn the people. Uh, Because Corinne Jean-Pierre, the black lesbian who is the press secretary for the elderly man pretending to be president, she went on and uh, she you know, she's just, well, watch.
2: The last time you were on with us, you were pretty unequivocal that President Biden was running again in 2024, because I think I asked you that question. Um, but over the weekend, he said something that I haven't heard him say. He said it was much too early to make the decision on whether he will run opening up the door in our view to my view to potentially not seeking another term it's almost unheard of of course for a sitting president to waver on running right so were you surprised that he said that the the change of tone
1: well i i will say this and i think he followed up
0: uh, and said that he intends to run. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's basically been the place that he has been. And we, I have said that. He has said that. The vice right. president has said that, that he intends to run. Um, you know, and look, I think for this president, for this administration, it is fo- so important to focus at what to focus on what's at hand. And that's where our head is at. It's just such disingenuous public relations nonsense, right? Like the way she speaks, the way her inflection and her tone and her where she looks down and all these things. It's so not real and authentic. Joe Biden is not running again. They are going to eat him and destroy him if his brain doesn't explode before the next election. It is not gonna happen. But, it, but as I've said many times, they're all in it, in on it. There's a reason Kamala says she's going to support Joe and Gay Pete says it and Corinne Jean-Pierre, because it's all they've got. All they've got is that they've sucked up to the system and the system gave them jobs that they don't deserve. So you got to keep sucking. It's a lot of sucking. Your jaw is freaking tired at the end of the day. It's true. It really is true. Uh, but this is just beautiful. So now uh, Jen Psaki. Now you remember Jen Psaki. Uh, she was the former White House press secretary. The woman could not say anything true if her life depended on it. Uh, well, she's even now, She is. what happens to her? She leaves the White House and then what do you do? You get a, a job. She's an NBC News analyst. And she has a show, I think, coming out on MSNBC. But think about how fraudulent the entire, they do it right in front of our faces. You are a paid public relations liar for an administration. That's what your job is to do. And then you get a job analyzing the news and we're supposed to take any of this seriously? You clowns? You ridiculous, abject clowns? Well, here she is completely contradicting Corinne Jean-Pierre.
2: They also know that crime is a huge vulnerability for Democrats. I would say one of the biggest vulnerabilities.
1: says that crime is a huge vulnerability for Democrats. Why would she say that?
2: So, you know, Um, Again, I can't
3: do electoral politics from here, as you know, uh, but I I kind of I don't agree with your characterization of what she actually said.
0: She literally said it's a huge liability for Democrats. Now, what's funny is when Jen Psaki was standing behind that podium only months ago. Uh, She would have never acknowledged that crime is a problem for Democrats, right? She would try to confuse you. We've played many videos where they tried to make it sound like Republicans were defunding the police and actually Democrat-run cities aren't, uh, you know, drowning in crime. Can we get the number, Daphne? Can we get the, uh, how many people were shot in Chicago this past weekend? Can I get a death and shooting number, please? Uh, This is what's happening across Democrat cities. We all know it. The average person knows it. We spent time, we spent about 48 hours in New York City and it it's a dump, it is a dump. I loved New York City growing up. My great grandparents lived there, my grandma lived there. I lived in New York City from 2000 to 2013. I was there during 9-11. I absolutely loved New York City. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Um, I gave, I gave Connor the full Seinfeld tour of the Upper West Side, showing off all the restaurants and everything. Like, I love New York City, or love New York City. It's a dump now. It smells like weed everywhere. You don't see business people. That's what was shocking. We were in Midtown, we, we wandered around. Like, you don't see people wearing suits like doing business anymore. You just see a lot of people in hoodies and everyone smells like weed. And I'm not even against weed at some level, or certainly at a personal level, but everything smells like weed, it's dirty, the, you can sense like there's that, that if you just got punched in the face on the street, that nobody would care, that it would just wouldn't matter and all that stuff. 38 people were shot in Chicago uh, this past weekend, seven dead, uh, we're not gonna hear any of their names because you can guess the color of the skin of the shooters and the color of the skin of the victims, doesn't fit the equation, so we can't talk about that. Uh, but the point is that Saki, she goes from being a liar at the White House. Then she just makes more money to be a liar and a, quote, analyst. So if you've got a friend that's a, that watches NBC News or MSNBC for news, you got to say to them, you got to grab them. You got to grab them by the head. And you got you to gotta smack them. And you got to smack them again and go, what are you doing? You're getting your news from someone who is, has told you what they are. They are an activist. They are, they, she she is a Democrat, right? That's okay, you could be a, there's Republican versions of all of this too, right? The swamp is what the swamp is. I'm just talking about the girl that's doing it now. The idea that she could analyze uh, news for you, the same person who's been lying about the news, that, like she was the chief liar for the last year. And now she's a news analyst, just absolutely incredible. Uh, but let's go back to the view. Can you throw up the warning one more time? I think I think we only need it one more time today. Uh, Because (laughs) Joy Behar, (laughs) Joy, I should call her Joyless, Joyless Behar. Uh, She has a winning ticket. She thinks the Democrats can do it. She's very, very excited.
3: Then I think uh, Gavin Newsom has a chance. Gavin Newsom and Stacey Abrams. What a ticket that would be. Oh, pretty good.
0: What are these seals clapping about? Do they literally... Throw small fish into the audience so that they will clap and hopefully get fish in their mouth. Oh, my God, Joy. Like, is that what they're doing? Is that what they're I've been to the, to the audience of The View. They don't even give you water. I, I don't even, it's really, it's pretty terrible. Um, shout out to my buddy Tom, who I think maybe still is the warm-up comic, although I probably shouldn't have said that because now he's going to get fired. Anyway, Tom, if you need a job, let me know. Um, you guys get the point here. You guys get the point. These people are crazy. You're actually crazy, Joy Behar. You think Gavin Newsom, who destroyed California with Stacey Abrams, who has never accomplished anything other than uh, spending four hours at the um, Golden Corral. What's a, what's a Golden Corral? Is that a buffet? Yeah, she closed down a Golden Corral in Atlanta. I'm pretty sure that's it. A... <laughs> no, the, actually, the one thing that I know for sure she has accomplished is that she claimed that the Georgia elections were stolen from her. That's the only thing. So this is what, this is what uh, Joy Behar wants. She wants Gavin Newsom, a man who destroyed California and a woman who is only known for her situation at the buffet and her, uh, you know, questioning election results. She wants them. That's the dream ticket. Oh my God. Everybody applauds. And it's just great. Well, you know what? Gavin Newsom, who obviously is going to run and who is actively trying to take out, uh, Joe Biden, uh, this weekend, uh, well, they asked him, he was doing a talk and someone asked him, well, well, why is everyone leaving Cali if you're such a great dude? And listen to this pure, abject, horse poop lie. Are more people leaving California for Texas or leaving Texas for California?
2: Well, we lost about 182,000 folks in the last century. But how do you explain that against the backdrop of those very remarkable statistics you just cited um, many factors and there's been too deep analysis that drives the number one factor almost the, the, the vast majority almost the entire amount impacted because of the visa policies in the trump administration this whole damn border debate is made up it's made up where's congress where the hell are they, they haven't done their job
0: he's soulless it's the only way to describe him the, the, the light that is in all of us that has something to do with truth has been extinguished and he is an evil reptilian monster. So now, first off, 360,000 people left California last year. We just checked while he was talking. 360,000. So he lied about the number and then he completely lies about why. It had something to do with the Trump visa program. Uh, Connor, when, you were, when we were packing up and everything, did anything to do with the Trump visa program? Phoenix, Trump, Daphne, did you know about the Trump visa? Yeah, we left because Los Angeles had turned into a dystopian nightmare of crime and lockdowns and drugs and just the worst of what a society could be. Well, I can't say the worst because San Francisco's worse and that is what his job was. He was the mayor of San Francisco uh, before Los Angeles. People fled California and are fleeing California in droves because of high taxes, mismanagement, fires, uh, electrical outages. You are a horrible, horrible person, Gavin Newsom. And you've always been a horrible person. Here's Gavin Newsom, I like this one. Well done today, Phoenix. Uh, Here's Gavin Newsom back in 2008,
2: promising to end homelessness in 10 years. We believe fundamentally that food solves hunger, that shelters solve sleep, and that housing solves homelessness. And if we're gonna solve the problem, uh, of those that are out on the streets that we define as homeless, we better solve the housing problem if we're going to have an impact. And that's why we established this framework, what we call a 10-year plan to end chronic homelessness in San Francisco.
0: Okay, not only did he not do that, he actually did the reverse. He destroyed San Francisco. Don't forget it, know it, share it with your brainwashed friends like Joy Behar. I love the line, food solves hunger. It's so brilliant. Food solves hunger. What are we having for lunch today, by the way? Should we do a little Chick-fil-A maybe? We'll, we'll discuss. Uh, <laughs> food solves hunger. Housing solves homelessness. Meaningless drivel, which makes him the perfect Democrat. Actually, that's not, yes, food at some level. The, what are the Democrats very, very good at? At this level, right, base level. They can get say something that makes sense. Food solves hunger. And then they go, oh my God, food solves hunger. When I'm hungry, I have food. I have a Snickers bar and then I don't want to punch somebody. Okay, that's, that is sort of right. And housing solves homelessness. Well, I suppose if you didn't have a house and you were homeless and then they gave you a house, you wouldn't be homeless. So that sort of works at that level. All you have to do is think about it for a half a second more and realize that these are just meaningless drivel slogans. Are you gonna endlessly give people food and would that solve the food shortage problem? Uh, Are you going to endlessly give people housing Or is it possible that these people have deep psychological problems often, that they have massive drug addiction problems, that you haven't created the conditions for them to get good, high-paying jobs, so that more, or you have over-regulation of buildings so that the contractors who wanna come in and build better houses and innovate don't wanna even come to your city. He is a liar, he has been wrong at absolutely everything forever. Uh, Although, uh, miraculously, this weekend, he did say one thing that kinda made
2: sense. These guys are ruthless on the other side. Where are we? Where are we organizing bottom-up a compelling alternative there? Where are we going on the offense every single day? They're winning right now. The Democratic Party has to assert itself much more aggressively. Well, he was right that we're winning
0: and that's why he's freaking out. He's got absolutely nothing. But again, don't count your chickens till they hatch. Okay, these people have things up their sleeve, whether it's starting a freaking nuclear war, with Ukraine or God knows what, COVID seven, monkeypox nine. Don't forget it, but, but he just, he's nothing. He is nothing but a reptile in a suit. So what's happening and why are they losing? Well, you know what's happening? Good, decent people, finally. I know you guys watching this show, you woke up either alongside of me or maybe you were ahead of me, maybe you're on your way, but a lot of people are waking up. Uh, and there was an article in the New York Post uh, a day or two ago uh, that we've got some info from about the liberals who are waking up. You might recognize that guy in the middle. They got a nice shot of me in front of those two other uh, famously disaffected people. Pretty sweet. This is, this is very Pat Yourself on the Back Dave, but it's an interesting article that I was, uh, I was interviewed for, and I wanna read a little bit about about the shift that is happening politically right now. Here we go from the New York Post. Registered Democrats are sick of the radical left and some are switching sides. The social justice-obsessed, ultra-progressive, increasingly illiberal left is even alienating liberal celebrities. Once fed it as a progressive darling, Tesla CEO Elon Musk tweeted in May that he can no longer support the Democrats. In the past, I voted Democrat because they were mostly the kindness party, he wrote, but they have become the party of division and hate, so I can no longer support them and will vote Republican. In June, he followed through on that promise by voting for Texas Republican Myra Flores in a special House of Representatives election. Flores won in a massive upset, becoming the country's first Mexican-American-born U.S. congresswoman. YouTube podcaster Dave Rubin, very dapper Dave Rubin, resigned his post in 2015 at the Young Turks, a popular left-wing news channel, after his own political awakening. He now dubs himself the YLF Left The Left Guy. In a YouTube video that has garnered more than 15 million views, he made his position clear. Today's progressivism has become a faux-moral movement, hurling charges of racism, bigotry, xenophobia, xenophobia, homophobia, Islamophobia, and a slew of other meaningless buzzwords at anyone they disagree with. The battle of ideas has been replaced by a battle of feelings, and outrage has replaced honesty. Diversity reigns supreme unless it's that pesky diversity of thought. This isn't a recipe for a free society, it's a recipe for authoritarianism. In November last year, HBO host Bill Maher echoed the same thoughts when he told Chris Cuomo on CNN that the Democratic Party was toxic because it had become the party of no common sense. He said he expected the Democrats to get thumped in the midterm elections this year. He might just be right. According to an Associated Press report in June, more than 1 million voters in 43 states have left the Democrat Party for the Republican Party, especially in the suburbs where swing voters can sway election results. Okay, so it's nice that I got a little ink there, okay, but that's not why I'm reading it to you. As I've said to you guys before, there is only a small sliver of people in the United States who you really can move at this point. Right, So you're never gonna move, the, let's say the Trump, the hardcore Trump base or Republican base, they're never gonna become Democrats and be like, you know what, Democrats and the social justice warriors and Joe Biden are in, I'm moving there. The, let's say the real hardcore base of the Democrats, they're never gonna somehow move and be like, yes, I'm voting for Trump or even DeSantis. DeSantis, who they're gonna paint as even worse than Trump, as you know. So who can be moved? Well, there are a sliver of people a sliver of people who are somewhat sort of centrist, sane people who over the last couple of years because of COVID have woke up to what big government and big tech are doing to all of us. And if you are concerned about constant censorship, if you are concerned about people that wanna lock you in your house and force you to be injected with things and have policies that stop business from coming into your neighborhood and increase homelessness and increase violence and all of those things, if you're concerned about any of that, Then you might just be moved to the Republican position a little bit. As I always say, it does not mean that they're great, but you cannot be a Democrat. You don't have to be a Republican, but you cannot be a Democrat. So there is this slew of people. And in this article, they're including people like me, let's say, and Elon and Bill Maher, as people that are voicing what's going on here. A million Democrats from a year ago are now registered Republicans. Here in Florida, there's now around a 300,000 surplus of Republicans. To Democrats, when DeSantis took over, there was a deficit about 50,000. People are waking up, and the reason I'm always hitting on this is that's the group of people who might just decide the fate of Western civilization, or at least the fate of the United States of America, because those are the people who could be like, you know what? Boy, I I disagree with Republicans on on certain stuff, um, but they aren't trying to destroy everybody, and they do seem to like America, and there does seem to be some chance that the family will still exist and the individual will still exist and reality will still exist, kind of like uh, the Italian prime minister was saying. And that, I think, is sort of where we are at at the moment. So we are winning right now. We are winning, but it, it's still gonna take a hell of a lot of work and you never wanna get too overconfident. Overconfident. Uh, but we have to keep the momentum going. So you must be public, I think. I think all of us, if you're watching the show, you gotta get a little more brave right now. You gotta get a little more brave and start telling people what you think, or, or at least putting it into practice in your own life, whatever that means. Uh, and stand not only up for what you believe, but also tell people what you're against, kinda like Florida Governor Ron DeSantis.
1: I reject socialism outright. I reject... I reject uh, Marxism, Leninism, communism, any of these isms that have come out of of a political theory that basically uh, denies the worth of each and every individual, denies people's aspirations uh, to reach for the stars, uh, denies the fact that we have inherent God-given rights.
0: God-given rights, individual rights, caring about the family, belief in reality, whether it's in Italy or right here in Florida, there is a winning message here. And it's, and it's very obviously a winning message. And that's why they're censoring. That's why they're censoring. That's why they're canceling. Because that's all they got. Because if you're Gavin Newsom or you're a tech CEO, a big tech CEO who's been running all this nonsense, what can you what can you fall back on? What are your policies that work? Is it that high taxation really works? Is it that big government programs really work? Is it that locking people in their home really works? So more and more people are seeing it. And since they don't have good arguments, well, they can call us fascists and they can call us bigots. And then they can also delete all our accounts and everything else. So that's what we got to fight. But I have nothing better to do than save the world. Do you? Uh, Let's stick around for a cold close, but I got a couple comments. Excuse me. From the uh, Ruben Report Locals community, Lucky says, best conspiracy theory I've seen is that the elites created the hurricane with their weather machine to hurt the freest place on earth. I could almost buy that because they'd love to see Florida destroyed except these people are so incompetent that a bunch of social justice warriors trying to build a weather machine sort of seems hilarious. Although that does remind me of the episode of G.I. Joe cartoon around 1985 when Cobra built a weather machine. I don't have to tell you how that ended. Genie uh, says the right finally, sh- the, the right finally started shouting loud enough to be heard over the sycophants whispering in their ears. Yes, I love that. And that's the importance of speaking up. Too many of us, we just let it all happen. And I include myself in that even. We all just, it was happening. We were calling it out. We didn't know what to do, but time is up, man. It is time to push back and alert your friends and family that are not there yet to know what reality is because man, I'm telling you the the censorship and the crazy news is going to ramp up over the next two months like never before. Month and a half, let's say, till the election. It's going to be bananas. Uh, and they will censor and they will algorithmically trick and they will shadow ban and all of those things. I hope that's why uh, you're watching at rumble.com slash Report and you've joined us at RubenReportLocals.com, which is free to join. And if you wanna play along, then you can throw in a couple bucks if you want because that way we can directly communicate with you because what they're doing to Russell, what they're doing to anyone that they've canceled, uh, what they tried to do to Rogan, it, it ain't gonna stop because it's all they got. Steven says, I'm not sure if Justin Trudeau shares the same reality as the rest of the country. Yeah, it's like, what is he on? I mean, the guy's gotta be on something on top of everything else. Like, just awful, these people, just awful. But if you think I'm being too hard on these people, if you think I'm missing something, if you think Gavin Newsom and Justin Trudeau and these other people are good, uh, let us know in the comments and uh, maybe I'll address it. Because, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think so, but maybe. Anyway, if you're here in the free state of Florida, take care of yourself, get some food, get some water. Uh, make sure that the roof's on the, he- on the house and all that good stuff. And uh, for everyone else, have a great day. Uh, Russell Brand is up on Rumble at noon today. My full interview with Tim Scott, Senator from South Carolina, is up right now. Uh, and we got a great cold close for you. I love this one. All right, see you tomorrow, everybody. Mm-hmm.
2: At some point in time, they have to move. We don't have the services to take care of 50
3: immigrants. The state of Massachusetts is stepping in, mobilizing the National Guard. They got rid of them within 44 hours.